as I was preparing to speak this morning, and you know, somebody shared recently um, that God just gives them a picture, and it's wonderful. Well, I have to say, mine is a bit like the Looney Tunes. I get lots of thoughts and lots of pictures, and it takes me a wee while to actually know, God, what is it you want me to say? But this morning, I believe he wants me to talk about the light, and I'm just going to share two scriptures with you. The first one is um, John chapter 8 and verse 12, and it says, Then Jesus said, Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will, walk in, will, not, will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The second scripture is Matthew chapter 5, and it's verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Know this morning, the words I've read are Jesus' words, because they're in red in this Bible. And this morning he wants to say to you and I, you're the light of the world. And as I was preparing to share today, I began to think and I thought that the title of the message would be Turn on the Light. And then God corrected me. Because what he said was, if you say turn on the light, Kathy, it means that the light's been turned off. But I sent my son Jesus into the world over 2,000 years ago, and he is the light of the world. And nobody can turn that light off. So although the world we're living in seems quite dark at the moment, probably darker than the world that I grew up in, the light is still on. But in your home, I grew up in a home where my mum liked lamps. I liked the big light. Like in my house, I've always got the big light on. But my mum liked wee cosy lamps. And sometimes she'd be reading a letter and she'd be like that. And I'd say, well, why don't you put the big light on? <laughs> You'll see better. But now we don't need lamps in our house because our lights have got dimmer switches. So you can actually take the big light and you can turn it down. And God wants to say to us this morning, the light is still shining, but it's time to turn up the light. It's as though in the darkness, the light has become dim. And God's saying to us this morning, you are the light of the world. And it's time, it's time to turn the light up. But there's three things I want to share with you about the light. Because first, we need to receive the light. And Matthew, Jesus declared that we are the light of the world. And when we came to faith in Jesus, when we accepted Jesus into our lives, he came to live within us. Before that, in John chapter 1, it talks about Jesus coming into the world and it says, He became flesh and he dwelt among us. But when he died and rose again, we had the opportunity to, for, for him to come and live within us. So we have the light of the world living in us. Every born again believer has the light of the world within us. God created in you and I to be alive at this time in history. We could have been born a hundred years ago, or we could still have to be born a hundred years ago. But God appointed our time to be now. He appointed where you live. He appointed where you work. He appointed your family. Because it was time for your light to shine now. Our light has to shine, and we need to turn that up. Do you know the media and news and, and people of the world will tell us 
that Christianity is in decline. And that may possibly be true in Europe. But I read statistics this week that says there are approximately 2.6 billion Christians in the world. And it's not Christians as in people that go to church. It's 2.6 billion people that are followers of Jesus. Followers of Jesus. There's only about 8 billion in the world. So that tells me that there's more than 25% of the world is light. We're light carriers. And it's exciting. And over the past year, 28 million have been added. And you know, I want to declare to you this morning, God is building his church. And he continues to add daily to the church those that are being saved. And I'm excited because I believe it's our time. I believe it's our time. I believe that in Ayrshire, in Scotland, in Europe, we're going to hear a people being added to the kingdom of God every single day as they're being saved. We're part of the light and we need to embrace that light in our life and intentionally walk in that light. First John chapter 1. 6 and 7 says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. This morning we need to intentionally make a decision to walk in the light. You know, I know many people who used to walk with God and if I met some of them today and asked them why, why did you stop going to church? Why did you turn away from God? They would probably say to me it was because of Christians. Ouch. That's one of my ouches for today. Ouch. They walked away because Christians didn't treat them right. They walked away because Christians didn't act like the Jesus they follow. I've also met people who don't know God, have never known God, and in conversation with them, they'll say, oh, Christianity is just a bunch of hypocrites because we don't always walk like Jesus. We don't always talk like Jesus. We don't always act like Jesus. And today, sadly, they compare Christ to his followers and they judge him. And they say, Christ isn't who he says he is. But I want to tell you this morning, Jesus Christ is who he says he is. He's the son of the living God. He's righteous, he's perfect, he's gracious and he's kind. And it's time for us to turn the light up. It's turn, time for us to, to get our act together and be accountable for our lives. Grace is wonderful. I thank God for his amazing grace. I'm only here today because of the grace of God. But grace isn't my license to live any old way. Grace isn't a license for me to pick on you and criticize you, Jim. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But grace is not a license to treat people any old way. Grace is the grace of God that has saves us from getting the wrath of God, basically. But it's the grace of God to help us to change, to become more like Jesus, the light of the world. And we need to start being accountable for ourselves and be accountable to one another. Do you know when our kids were small and they were living in our house? Lindsay still does. But they were grown up and part of being a parent is you have to nurture your children. And sometimes loving your children looks like telling them, we don't act like that in this house. We don't speak like that in this house. We don't treat people like that. And it's time for us as a church, we love one another. 
But let's be honest with one another. Let's help each other to grow and become more like Jesus. So sometimes love might be you saying to me, Kathy, your attitude's not very good. It certainly isn't Christ-like. But we need to grow in the love of God and start to nurture one another and love one another. You see, we need to become more like Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. When we criticise one another, when we point the finger, my, per, my first pastor used to say there's three pointing back at you. But when we're doing all that, as the body of Christ, we're actually self-harming. We're, when I hurt someone else, I'm actually self-harming me. I'm self-harming the body of Christ. And we're Christ. Then he said, we're ambassadors. We are Jesus' representatives here on earth. And if the people look at me, I want them to see Jesus. I don't want them to see the old Kathy Smith. I want them to see Jesus reflected in my life. God has called us the light of the world. So let's, let's commit to becoming more like Jesus and shine the light where he's placed us. But secondly, we need to reflect the light. You know, for a long time, I think the church has been hiding quietly in a wee corner, sometimes unseen, while the enemy has been running riot and causing havoc in our world, in our families, in our neighbourhoods. And God's saying, it's time. It's time for us to go to that dimmer switch and turn the light up. We need to spend time in his presence daily. You know, if you're too busy to read your Bible and pray every day, I'm giving you a health warning, you're heading for trouble. Because Jesus is very gracious, God has graciously given us 24 hours every day, and it's time for us to prioritize that time and make sure that we give him some of that time. You know, because we need to send pre- spend time in the presence of God, because when we do, we reflect his presence to the people around us. Um, I think about Moses went up in the mountain and he spent so much time with God that he had actually to wear a veil when he came down because the glory was so bright. But we need to start to reflect the light of the Lord in our day-to-day life. If you're old enough, you might remember an advert for Ready Break when it first came out, the cereal. And it would be a wee family and the kids were getting ready for school. This is how long ago it is, kids, young people here. We used to walk to school in the rain and the snow and the wind and the storms and we'd have our boots on, our tights, our duffel coat and our scarf and hat. But Ready Break, the children who came to school with Ready Break, had this lovely orange glow all around them. Do you know when we spend time in the presence of God, we've got a glow around us. You don't actually, when I went to school I didn't know if anybody had Ready Break for their breakfast, there wasn't this big orange glow. But when we spend time with God, people around us see something different. They don't know what it is, but they recognise that there's something different. And that difference is the light of the world shining through us. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, here we go again, back to the future, when we didn't have mobile phones. In fact, I can remember my first mobile phone didn't have a torch on it, but they all do now. But we used to carry a torch in the car because... If you broke down on a dark road at night where there was no lights, you needed your torch to shine the path so that you could find a telephone box so that you could ring for help. And as I was thinking about this, I remembered Africa. Now, if you've 
I don't think in Scotland I've ever seen it that dark where you couldn't actually make something out. But when we were in Africa, day and night doesn't have that space in between it that's called dusk. It's as if somebody goes, God just switches the light off and it goes, I'm not kidding you, pitch black. You can't see a thing. You honestly, if the night watchman in the compound came towards you, you only saw him if he smiled because you would see his teeth. It is so dark. And we lived in the main house, but Andy and Michelle, who were with us, their bedroom was in the main building across the yard. So we were all in the main house, but at bedtime they had to go across. And they'd have a torch to light the path. And that light led them to the door of their accommodation. God wants us to be his torches. And I know I've said this before, but when I was 18, Claire Thompson came to work alongside me. And she was God's torch. Because she shone God's light. She showed the way for me to find Jesus because she was God's torch. She came with her light, the light of the world, into the dark place. There was my workplace. And she showed me the light and the way to Jesus. God is calling us to be his torches this morning. Jesus came to bring light to a dark world. Isaiah 60 verse 2 says, For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people's. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. God wants his glory to rise upon us and appear. We are his light and we need to let that light shine. We don't need to complain about how dark the world is. We don't need to claim to, to go on about it. We actually just need to turn the light up. We just need to let the light of the world that's in us out. You know, he is our hope we've sang it today, our unfailing hope is our joy, is our peace, is our very life and we need to turn that light up so that others will see it. When we spend time in his presence, what we're doing is making sure the batteries are fully charged. I know you don't really have batteries now, I think my, even my wee hand fan actually gets charged like your, your um, phone, it just goes into a wee charger, but we need to make sure they're charged. Sometimes if your car gets like mine, you don't know if your lights are on because they're so dirty. We need to make sure the lights are clean. That's what we're doing when we spend time with God. When we spend time in his presence, he's cleaning up, he's charging us up. Louise got charged up last week. I mean, Monday morning, she put a word on the she is, and I don't know about the other ladies, but I actually felt the excitement and the exuberance and everything coming through those words. We need to be the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Jesus has already said it. If we know Jesus, if he's in our lives, then he's the light of the world and we carry that light within us. It's so important to spend time in his presence. When we were at Dundee last week, it was quite funny. There was four speakers, four. And Jim says, Jim was last. He says, oh, somebody's supposed, somebody's going to say it. They're going to have said everything that I'm going to say. And he got right up to the second last preacher and he got up and we spoke from Jim's scripture. But one of the lines he said was, can a nation be changed in a day? Matt Redman wrote a song with that same line. And then the song goes on to say, can a nation be saved in a day? God's answer to both those questions today is yes and yes. Yes, 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 yes. But we as people need to turn up the light. We have the light of the world, we are the light of the world, and we need to get serious and spend time with God. We need to plead with God for our nation, for our people. We need to look in the people outside these doors, outside our families, as if they were our own. 
because they're gods. And he sent Jesus to die for them. And he put his light within us so that we can shine that light. But finally, as well as receiving the light and reflecting the light, we need to release the light. I'm sorry to burst a bubble here this morning, but Jesus didn't just come to save you and save me. He didn't just come to save you and your family and friends and my family and friends. He came for the people of the whole world to lead them out of the darkness that's in this world into his kingdom of light. Jesus is calling us to go, go into all the world, go and bring the light of the world into the darkness. As a church, we believe we're called to stretch, strengthen and send people locally, nationally and globally. And as part of that, as a church, we believe that God's sending us to come up. For this, we all have to be in it together. We've already got some torches in Cumnock, Peter, Gillian and Deborah and some others. And there's already light there in Cumnock with the believers that are there, that are trusting God for their town. But we need to all go together. You see, all our torches together become what's called a floodlight. A floodlight's a bit bigger than a torch. You wouldn't really put a floodlight in your car. But a floodlight provides bright, intense light, and which is ideal for illuminating a large surface area in the outdoor space. So as we go to Cumnock, we're taking the light of the world into Cumnock. We're taking the light that's like a floodlight. And we're adding to the light that's already there and increasing that light. And we're bringing the love of God, the good news of the gospel, to Cumnock. Many there are living without hope. For some of them, their life's as dark as what it's like at night in Africa. Some of them have got no peace, no joy, no hope for the future. And we're taking the light there because we're bringing the kingdom of light. And I believe that as we go, lives are going to be transformed in Cumnock. I'm believing the nation and the surrounding areas are going to be transformed. You know, I often talk with people about what Dumfries House and what Prince Charles done there has changed that area. But I believe that what we're going to come up, we're going to see the love of God. We're going to see the peace of God. We're going to see people released from darkness into light. And I'm just so excited about it. Isaiah 42, verse 6 says, I am the Lord. I've called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by the hand and watch over you. And I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations. Do you know, Cumnock's not the end. Cumnock's just the beginning. As a church, we've already touched nations, Malawi, Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, Brazil, Morocco, and, and some other places. And I believe God's saying to us this morning, that was near the end. I've still got places I want to take you. I've still got places that don't have my light, and I'm taking you to take the light of the world. As part of that vision to send, God is calling us to go and to be his floodlight. To be his torches in our workplaces, where we're neighbours over the fence, everywhere we go, God is saying, you are the light of the world. The world needs the light turned up, and it's time for us to turn up the light. Times are changing. I know that Pastor said a few times about the prayer um, overnight we went to in January. And it was actually probably the most amazing prayer time I was ever in because it was like we sing a song, an old song for Delirious, um, Martin Smith, and it says about when all the streams flow as one river. 
all the streams were flowing as one river at that prayer meeting because there was every denomination in Scotland. It was, they were all there, and we were there for the one purpose. We were there to pray for our nation. And I believe God is saying, it's time. Times are changing, and it's time to turn up the lights because the times are changing and the darkness has been pushed back. And we're called to be part of this, to push back the darkness and see the world transformed by the light of the word, the word Jesus Christ is calling us. Today's calling you, and he's saying to you, I've called you, I've chosen you, but what will your answer be? Will we say and answer the call and say, here I am, Lord, I'll take your light that's within me and I'll turn it up today. The others may find you and find the way to you just as I did when Claire came with her torch. Claire never came and preached the word of God to me. Claire just was clear. But there was something a bit clear that radiated out of Claire. It talks about people being drawn to her light. I was drawn to Claire's light. It was me that asked her what was different about her. And that's, we need to let the light in our lives shine so much that people will be drawn to it. And in being drawn to our light, we then point them to his light. You know, the world needs a saviour. The world needs God. And I thank God that times are changing. I personally find people are more open and they're seeking. People are looking for God everywhere. And they can't find him in the things they're looking at. Looking, they can't find him in the places where they're looking for him. So we need to turn up the light. Because we take that light into our workplace. We take it to the supermarket. We take it to the doctor's surgery. We take it to the school playground, to the school and the college. And God's saying today, it's time. It's time to turn up the light. Would you all stand please? And I'll just finish in prayer. Thanks. I don't know if you're here this morning and maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you have never invited him into your life. I did that as a 19-year-old girl and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Because here I am 40 years later, 41 years later, and he's never failed me in that time. And the darkest of times in my life, he was there and his light was there. So if you don't know Jesus this morning, while we just close our eyes, if you would like to invite him into your heart today, invite him into your life, that that light of the world would come in and dwell in you, then would you just please lift your hand? Amen. For the rest is here this morning. Will you answer the call this morning? Will you say, Here I am, Lord. I will take that light that you've placed within me and I'll be your torch. Here I am, Lord. I'll take that light within you and I'll add it to the light that's my brother's and my sister's light that would become a floodlight for you. That, Lord, this world, this nation, our, our county, Lord, would see your light and be drawn to it. Father God, I thank you for your word and I thank you for your grace. I thank you that you are the light of the world and I thank you that that light has come and dwelt among us. But, Lord, I thank you that it is now dwells in us and you call us the light of the world. Help us to be faithful, Lord. Help us to get before you, Lord, to spend time with you, Lord, to have that coffee break with you, Lord, 
that we might, Lord, renew our batteries, Lord, fully charge us, Father God, Lord, because we want to see you move in our land. We want to see you move among our friends and our relations and our the people we work with, Father God. We want to see revival in our land, Lord, but it starts with us. It starts with us, Lord, taking that light you've placed within us and letting it shine. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. <laughs>